Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. rather abrupt ending to some different intro music. Uh, We're doing a different intro because this is a special edition of Don't Let It Go Unheard. Typically, we talk about a wide range of topics, news, politics, culture, all from the perspective of Ayn Rand's philosophy of objectivism. And as we always talk about on our show, Ayn Rand's philosophy of objectivism is the one that uniquely upholds the right to the pursuit of your own happiness. And the reason we're here this evening is because the right to the pursuit of happiness is massively under attack. It was attacked viciously this morning in Paris, France. The offices of the French satirical magazine, Charlie Hebdo, if you're just pronouncing it in the English way, and Charlie Hebdo, if you're the French, which is really a bad pronunciation, um, This is what we all woke up to this morning. Twelve people killed, and I think at least four more were seriously injured. And from what I understand, the most recent news out of France is that of the three suspected gunmen, one of them has surrendered himself, the youngest one. But I don't know any details about that yet. I was just seeing that on Twitter recently, and I retweeted a link from France 24 or some news source. And when I went to that link, there was just a general video commenting on the event of the day without telling me any more specifics about that most recent news, except for that one of the suspected gunmen has surrendered himself to police reportedly, and it was the youngest one. So that's what we're dealing with. Uh, What we want to talk about this evening, first of all, the main purpose, the main purpose for this show is to do what Yaron Brook was talking about as being necessary earlier today on his debut show. He didn't intend to debut his Blog Talk Radio show today, but he felt that he had to given the events of the day, and I was very glad that he did. But what he said is necessary for us to do right now is to all speak up in unison in support of the victims of this horrible, vicious attack on 
free speech. Earlier today, I was talking to Yaron. I was actually feeding my dogs this morning and and, uh, got a call and was talking to him. And I asked him, I said, is this the most vicious attack on free speech ever? And he spoke about the Nazi book burnings. And yes, that wiped out a tremendous amount of speech. But in terms of violently going after and killing people directly for speech that they made, I mean, Galileo was under house arrest, and this was something that Yaron was talking about earlier, but coming in and viciously mowing down with automatic weapons people because they drew cartoons and they made fun of a prophet, I I mean, I'm, I'm just not aware of, of such a, a massive attack. I'm really impressed with the French people again. Those, those people who do know this show, who are regular listeners to this show, know that I have been pleasantly surprised by the French a lot recently, and a, a couple of things have to do with Islam. But tonight, as I understand it, tens of thousands of French gathered in Paris to show that they were in unison, that they were showing their support for Charlie Hebdo. Um, I think I believe I saw a sign being held up by some of them. We are we are not afraid, and they all said "Je suis Charlie." And in fact, I just changed my Facebook profile picture to a little "Je suis Charlie" graphic that's going around there. So feel feel free to go grab my profile pic off Facebook and make it your own and just put it out there. The whole point is to show support, to show that we will keep speaking our mind in the face of these threats. Why? So that we keep having the freedom to speak our mind. And another thing that Yaron mentioned earlier, which is the most horrible thing about this, is that our governments are not doing their proper job of defending us. And secondarily, almost as sad as the government not defending us in our rights to free speech, is the news media. The news media has had just pitiful coverage of this, very disappointing coverage. ABC, for example, when they wanted to say in the headline that it was a terrorist attack, they put terrorist in quotes as if, I don't know, maybe it's not a real terrorist attack, that the only way that they feel competent to report it as a terrorist attack is if it comes out of somebody else's mouth. I think that's really, really pathetic. Uh, Just kind of coincidentally, and this is not at all on purpose, uh, you know I run the Ayn Rand bot on Twitter, by the way, so if you don't follow the Ayn Rand bot on Twitter, go ahead and go over and follow it and retweet it. There's a lot of excellent quotations from Ayn Rand. She said so many awesome things in 140 or fewer characters. It is amazing. Hundreds and hundreds of quotations I have in a database for the Ayn Rand bot. But today was a particularly appropriate quotation. What it's, it's this. She said, to discuss evil in a manner implying neutrality is to sanction it. To discuss evil in a manner implying neutrality is to sanction it. So basically what I've been doing on my social media accounts, whether you follow me on Facebook, whether you follow the Don't Let It Go on Herd page on Facebook, you can follow me, Amy Peacock, on Twitter, is I have been retweeting, sending, sharing anything out there that just goes back in the face of these vicious supposed advocates for a religion of peace, ha-ha, anything that's going to offend them, 
and anything that supposedly caused them to murder people, we need to keep putting it out there. I was listening to Tammy Bruce's show of today. I was actually listening to the Encore a little bit earlier. And the thing that she said, which is so true, is that Charlie Hebdo, the attack on that magazine, proved the value of what they were doing, that it needed to be done. The mere fact that they were attacked showed that it needed to be done. And let's just go ahead and keep spreading whatever our opinion is or whatever artistic whims we have that we think we want. Not not whims. I mean, we're objectivists. I don't want to put a whim out there. But anything that you have a conviction about needs to be said out there, you should feel free to say it. And you should say it and keep saying it. And hopefully we're going to come to the day where there will not be an attack on people or that if there is an attempted attack, we have our governments protecting us. Or if for some reason there is an attack that succeeds, we have a news media that covers it honestly and forthrightly and properly. So, like I said, go ahead and check out all these different sources. Bosch gave me article after article after article today. Robert Spencer over at Jihad Watch has apparently been doing a yeoman's work uh, just covering this particular story today. But I'm going to go ahead and check in over here at the chat room. God, we've got a lot of our normal listeners, so I thank you all for joining us and this little impromptu uh, show this evening. Now, who we have? We've got Luckin, who I don't think I've seen before. M. Luckin before. Hello. Welcome. Freedom Breeze. John Roberts is some of the... Uh, Trevor is uh, the usual suspects. Matt, I saw you earlier today at your own show. Hooray, bonus miles and objective coffee. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I missed something. I just got cartoonist Bosch Faustin, who should be the man of the hour. He just walked in right now this second. Welcome, Bosch. I was fighting off some jihadists. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I, I had to take him out. And that's how you would be saying that, too. <laughs> that's exactly how you would be saying such a thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hello, everyone. I basically gave them the rundown, Bosch, of, of why we were here. We're here to show solidarity <sighs> with Charlie Hebdo. No doubt about it. Hebdo. They stood up against evil, and um, the scum came for them. You've got an excellent cartoon, a likeness of the editor yep. of Charlie. Was that his name, Charlie Hebdo? No, no. That was just, uh, I don't know what, the, what it was based on. It was some the name character that they, that they had probably in maybe, some of their probably. cartoons? Maybe, probably. Yeah. And uh, my post, my blog was called, I would rather die standing than live on my knees. And that quote is attributed to, um, I don't know, I guess you pronounce this, Stéphane Charbonnier. Stéphane Charbonnier. Yeah. Yeah, Charbonnier. I guess Stéphane Charbonnier. Yeah. He was a publisher of Charlie Hebdo magazine, and he he died standing up to Islam, standing up to evil. Um. He, they got firebombed, if you remember. Their offices were firebombed three years ago, and I did a post for them. I drew uh, another Muhammad, Muhammad Unmasked, which I do actually for a hit roller speech. And I, you know, I've been in support of them. And people say, well, they do this. I don't give a damn what they do. They stood up to evil again and again and again and did what a lot of people don't do. And uh, this, this is why we look at that. These guys were heroic. And... Uh, 
Jonathan Honig here is in the chat room. Welcome, Jonathan. Hey, Jonathan. Roy's glad to see you. He says, as I understand it, all major American cable news networks yes. have specifically not shown the cartoons. Yeah. Surrender. Yeah, I retweeted out on Twitter someone's challenge to all of the major news networks, including, very disappointingly, Fox News. Yeah. Challenge them to actually publish, show some of the cartoons that were the cause. By the way, of the I challenged the the uh, vice president of publishing Tom Brevoort at Marvel mm-hmm. to say something about it, you know, because Marvel DC they're they're publishing Muslim superhero comics. They're not publishing anything against jihad, zero. Just just to challenge him, and I realized that he blocked me, and I can't read anything of his. But still, someone was able to get to him, you know, through my stuff. And then he says, oh, right, this is the racist dude. F him and F you too to the guy who's trying to. So this is the vice president of publishing at Marvel. Just for record, this is the nature of the person. He went from Stan Lee and Jack Kirby to this piece of crap, like going from George Washington to Barack Obama. That's where we are today. I mean, basically, if you criticize Islam today, you are a racist. A racist. Yeah. I come from, you know, I have, I have a Muslim background, red hair, light, light skin. Um, is that, yeah. you know, I, I mean, guess, I guess, no, they see Muslims as brown. Yeah. So that, so that's pretty racist so also. This is, this is an error on one end of the spectrum where every time you criticize Islam and Islam is damn worthy of criticism. Ugh. Let me just tell you that if you just go to blog talk radio and you search in their little search bar for Robert Spencer, one of the things that should come up is my one-hour interview with Robert Spencer, who is the curator over at Jihad Watch. And um, he's a curator. He's the writer. He's the he's, editor. He's, he's the guy. He, he's the guy. He's and, the guy. Yeah, Bobby. Bob, Bobby Spencer. That's what I call him. He is awesome. And a few years ago, I sponsored through my blog. We did this Quran reading group. We did it on GoToMeeting. We met every week, and we went through the Quran. And the Quran is not that hard to read. It is just boring and offensive and stupid but you can read it you can read that thing cover to cover and then you'll be informed and we did it also with the help of the kind of reading guide the notes yes, that yes. are put online for free by Robert Spencer yes. wonderful so we all went through those and through the Quran and then after we were done we had a 1 hour session with Robert Spencer, where I took a whole bunch of questions from the group who had read and everything. And also, I think maybe we had a few impromptu questions as well, but we kept him going for a whole hour. And so if you want to hear kind of the result of a group of motivated, intelligent people reading the Quran and then questioning an expert, Robert Spencer, on it, find that episode at Blog Talk Radio. It's from a few years ago. I think it's 2011. Yeah, and it was very good. You asked him also a, a, a very potent question that he never heard before, and yeah. he answered it on there. So, so, so check out what it is. It's definitely worth listening to. It's very good. I'm not going to say what the question is here. Yeah, that would be a spoiler. Yeah, I mean, yeah. no, but you, I mean, people should really go and listen yeah. to this. I think so. it's excellent. It's I a thorough so. interview. So, so the the one error on the one hand is to say if you criticize Islam, you're a racist. Yeah. Then on the other hand, and this is something that I got today. You know, over my blog at DontLetItGo.com, you can leave comments on all the shows that I do here at Blog Talk Radio. And in fact, I have a placeholder post over at that blog for tonight's show, not because there's any program notes there, because I haven't had time to do any program notes. I'm really sorry, because I had a lot of prior commitments today. Um, But 
over there. There is a placeholder post, and you can leave comments on tonight's show over there. It is moderated, so anybody who wants to come and leave something offensive, it's not necessarily going to go up. Today, all I had earlier was the post from last week's show, and last week's show was a show in which I worked as hard as possible, given what was already a pretty tough context for all of us going into 2015. I worked as hard as possible to say, okay, look, we all need a compelling vision of the future to work towards, right? And how can we frame that given the context in which we all, you know, people who are listening to this show right now, all probably pretty much think that we are headed in the wrong direction. We're headed in the wrong direction. So where does the compelling vision for a better future come from? And I argued it comes from the changes that are happening in the culture. And in a couple minutes, I'll tell you one more positive change that I witnessed just last night and had me in a great mood last night when I went to bed. And then when I woke up this morning, it was ruined by this um, by this news. But here's what happened at the blog. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm so long-winded right now. But at the, at the at the blog, somebody well, somebody comes to the, yeah somebody comes to the post from last week, which is and, and the title of last week's show was "What is your vision for 2015?" And again, the show was addressing the problem of creating a vision of a better future that you're working towards in today's irrational world where the government is horrible, etc. So some guy comes to the blog. And this is what he wants to put on as a comment about the vision for the better future. It is to deport all Muslims. That's the answer. We'll just round them all up. All those people who call it's themselves just, Muslim, we'll just round them up and, 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 and deport them. Just deport their asses right out of this country. Yeah, yeah that'll that work. is the attitude. Um, and I, I keep hearing it also. People, you know, they think I'm on, I'm, I'm on board with that. I'm not on board with that at all. It's absolute crap. Most Muslims are not Muslim. They don't practice. They don't give a. They don't give a crap about Islam in the way they live their lives. So long as they don't mess with us in any way, that's it. Keep to yourself. A lot of them don't. A lot of them don't even go to mosque. A lot of them don't. So I just you know this this idea that every Muslim is is you know part of organized Islam. That's just not the case. That's why I refer to it as organized Islam sometimes because that's the real. We're talking about mosque. We're talking about the the care. All the other groups. Uh, imams, uh, bloggers, Muslim bloggers who really want to push the issue. It's an organized effort to push Islam. Anyone who's really not involved in any Muslim, it's not really Muslim. Good for us, good for them. Keep to yourselves. Don't push Islam on us, and we'll get along fine to an extent. I have family like that who don't don't care about Islam. They pretend they do, but they don't in the way they, in the way they live their lives. They're still friends with me. I mean, imagine that. What kind of Muslims are these? Non-Muslim Muslims. So that's just, you know, that attitude is pathetic, and it's just unthinking, as if that will take care of the problem. It won't. Uh, you got to go out there, put down the mad dogs in charge of all these threats, in charge of the uh, attacks. I mean, there's this group right here. They claim to be part of uh, al-Qaeda or, uh, in um, Yemen. Yeah. I, I'm still waiting to hear more details because I want to know where – the French government dropped the ball. So, for example, in the recent... The cops knew those guys. They knew about these guys. They, they, knew, they, knew, they, were up, yeah. they knew they were up to no good. In, in the recent Sydney siege... They also knew. They, they also knew. knew. That guy had a record. He <sighs> was a proponent 
Um, They're hoping they don't do anything to citizens. Like, I hope they don't kill them, but I can't do anything in the meantime. Yes, you can. This guy's threatening. This guy is speaking out against the country fundamentally in a, in a way where he wants to wage war against it. You've got to kick him out or throw him in jail. Because this is, you know, there's free speech and then there's incitement to violence. Right. If you call for the death of individuals, specific individuals especially, you, you know, you, you really lost. I mean, you, you got to be rounded up. A lot of Muslims don't do that. Well, and then there's other things. I mean, I am perfectly in favor of any person who comes from certain countries or who is Muslim who wants to immigrate to this country would be subjected to extra scrutiny. No doubt about it. And even if you're airing, if on you the identify side yourself of, as Muslim, you have told us to some extent that you might be up to no good. It's your, it's up to you to prove different, especially during a time of war. We are at war right now. That was an act of war, in France. They tried to downplay the, the Obama administration. It's violence. No, no, this is war. And that's why you know Muslims have to be scrutinized far more than anyone today, despite the fact that you know a lot of Muslims aren't aren't up to no good. We don't know that. We don't know that. That's up to them to prove to us. You know, in, in World War II, Japanese Americans got together and they fought for the country. They proved it through and through again and again and again that they were American first and foremost. Muslims haven't done that. You know, the one thing, the one real problem I have with my cousins is the fact that they don't want to hear anything about jihad. They have nothing to say against it. That's the one thing I do not like at all. Now, there have been some prominent Muslims and Muslim organizations. Sisi, Sisi from Egypt, as an individual, as a leader, is saying things that no Muslim leader. What has he said can. about this, though? This, I don't know yet. You don't know yet? I don't can, know yet. Can you try to find it? I can try. I would, he I'd said, be really he said we need a religious revolution. I mean, that's unheard of. This is a guy that Obama did not want in power. He wanted the Muslim Brotherhood in power. This guy hates the Muslim Brotherhood. This guy must be like Ataturk. He must be a closet atheist who really hates the religion and wants to lift up his people, the Egyptians, as far as he's concerned. Right. He's probably a nationalist in that sense. But unlike Ataturk, I hope he doesn't try to force the issue. Ataturk tried to westernize him through force. You must wear hats. You must not wear this. You must wear dresses. You know, You can't do that. But uh, Sisi is pretty impressive from what I see so far, the, uh, the the current leader of Egypt. Very, very impressive. Jonathan Honig over here in the chat room at Blog Talk Radio is bringing up a quotation from former White House Press Secretary Jay yes. Carney. Yes. And it is, it is one that I shared over on the Don't Let It Go Unheard page yep. on Facebook. So let me just pull you wrote that said something up today. By the way, your own Brooks said something on the show today that we have said before in a sense where it doesn't matter what they think about what anyone says, George Bush, Obama, it doesn't matter. That's not their right. They are here to protect us, period. Right. We have the freedom to say whatever we want, whether right. they whether they like it or not. And and the problem is when you have somebody in their position saying, Well, you gotta question the judgment of these people, which is what they did, um, this gives sanction to murderers like those who attack the offices of Charlie Hebdo today. CC condemned the attack to what extent I don't know but he condemned it. Okay. I would I would love to hear his no exact language. Yeah, so this is the quotation from Jay Carney. Thanks for Jonathan uh, Jonathan for reminding me of it. He says, "Quote, we are aware that a French magazine published cartoons featuring a figure resembling the Prophet Muhammad." 
I'm, I'm surprised he didn't stop and say peace be upon him, right? Hmm. <laughs> um, right. And, and obviously we have questions. A guy from the BBC, by the way, did that. Peace be upon him after he said the Prophet Muhammad. Today? No, this is uh, a, a few years after 9-11. they got to stop that crap. <sighs> Um, and obviously, we have questions about the judgment of publishing something like this, Carney told reporters. <sighs> Car- Carney, Carney stated that the image, images would be, quote, deeply offensive to many and have the potential to be inflammatory. Now, hold on a second. End quote. Someone says that, that uh, I forgot who said it, but that, this, that their cartoons provoked the Muslims, Muslims to do what they did. You can't provoke anyone to murder. You can't provoke anyone to mass murder. You can, you can piss off people. I get pissed off at certain things. To act on it is absolutely 100% you. This idea, and it's, it's, it's being spread right now, that, well, they had, you know, they pushed it. They pushed it. They didn't push it. They did what, they did what any civilized individuals can do. Express themselves, tell the truth, uh, mock whatever they want, and live to tell about it. You know, yep. unless uh, the savages are unleashed by our government, because our government has basically let... Our Western governments at large have told the enemy, it's open season, guys. Don't kill them all, but well, just, you, know, you, you could take a few here and there, and we'll, we can live with it. Right, and, and, and moreover, one thing that Jerome pointed out earlier, if you reminded everyone of this, was that when we had the pastor in Florida yes. was going to burn the Quran, yes. or he did burn the Quran, he... Uh, you know, you know how uh, Obama he always complains that he doesn't have enough power. He said, oh, "Well, I'm, I'm not like Kim unfortunately Jong-un. we don't. Unfortunately we don't have you know we don't have laws which meaning unfortunately we don't have laws to stop this guy cold. Right. Unfortunately we can't throw him in the slammer for expressing himself. Unfortunately, yeah, that's Obama for you. I mean, you you can bet frustrated dictator. You can bet he fully supported the people who wanted to burn the American flag. No, always has. But. Burn a Quran? That is honestly. Oh, I wish we had a law that we could stop them from and doing this idea that a burning a Quran can make a Muslim kill you. I mean, what does it say about the Muslim? Oh, yeah. And what does it say about people that think that about Muslims, that they think nothing of Muslims? Some just went zap. Do you see a zap over here? Yeah, it was, like, it was all dark oh, letters. Now like, maybe our chat room needs to be refreshed over here at Blog Talk Radio. Let's check it out. I think we can do that. The, the, by the way, the here, Financial right? Times calls for Sharia self-censorship. This is according to Jihad Watch. Some common sense will be useful in a publication such as Charlie Hebdo. Common sense meaning censor yourself, okay? So you don't get killed and you don't get us killed. Well, and that's what these guys do, right? Because this is this is what he goes on to say. He says... Who? Uh, this is Carney. He says, we don't question the right of something mm-hmm. like this to be published. We just question the judgment behind the decision to publish it. And great today. He says, look, government is force. They have a gun. Government is a gun. When you say, I don't really like what you said, you don't have, you're not just a, a guy off the street. You're the government pointing a gun at you and telling you, I don't really like what you're saying. Well, so a lot of people will, will, and, no, but a lot people will, will be cowed by that. That's true, but not necessarily that in this context. What they're saying is, well, you know, normally we protect your rights, but if we think you're showing bad judgment and then, I mean, that's inflammatory, so really it just kind of provoked those guys to attack you, we're just not going to come after you that much. And as some of the listeners pointed out earlier, I mean, the other thing that this administration has done is actually put a guy in jail for putting yes, a video did. critical of Islam on YouTube. What I want to do is I want to play for you just a little clip of Obama that I think serves very well to give sanction to the people who murdered 
the staff at Charlie Hebdo. Listen to this little clip, and I'm not sure exactly from when it is. Maybe you can tell me what year this is from. This is from YouTube. Uh-oh. It's not working. Why is it not working? A couple of years ago. It's a couple of years ago? What are you uh, saying? I have no volume. not. I'm sorry. I'm having a little technical difficulty. I will have it fixed in. By the way, MSNBC it's said we, mu- we have to respect Islam. We have to respect evil is what they're saying. Yeah. Here we go. The future must not belong to those who slander the prophet of Islam. By the way, I, I added that so quote. So that basically, that's it. I mean, yeah. they, they slander the prophet of Islam. The future must the future not is belong yours. to them. The so, future I mean, is yours, murderers of, uh, of Charlie Hebdo's yeah, staff. The future yeah. is yours. When, when, I mean, Charlie Hebdo's staff, the future must not belong to them, no, according to Barack Obama. No, it belongs with the murderers. Of, so basically, he's saying that those people shouldn't live in the future. This was a few years ago. Boy, they, they lived longer than Obama thought they should have lived, probably. That's right. Yeah? Because they, they were part of the future for a while. He, he, he probably was very not, offended by that. The only person who can say that um, is a Muslim. I'm not saying Obama's a Muslim. I, I don't think he is. I think uh, he he you know jettisoned Islam because it didn't give him what he needed. He wanted power. It wouldn't give him any, any power. So, therefore, he has a practical thing. Well, this is crap. But I will still you know love it to death and communism. But I'll be... Uh, I'll be a, a fusion of both and maybe be a, a full-on nihilist. Of course, he doesn't think that consciously. But uh, he's never said a bad word about Islam, ever. He talks about fundamentally, tra- fundamentally transforming us, never fundamentally transforming Islam like Sisi's talking about. Right. Sisi's talking about Islam, saying it needs fundamental transformation. Well, and we, we were just talking about this the other day, Bosh. But, and I, I was but, saying, but one thing, here's, Sisi, here's the first guy. Here's the good first guy, guy but you, power, can't, you right? can't uh, remake Islam. You, it's evil. To the core, you can't do it. Well, you, the people outside that, of it can that, can that deny. Was, that was true of the other religions too. Yeah, but this one in particular, because Muhammad, you know, right, acted. Right. He was a jihadist right. for 13 years. But, of my, his, but my point is, he is the first major political figure with is. power to talk this way. As as it's well, impressive. Now, well, you said also, right in Turkey, Ataturk. Editor, but this is you know a century yeah. ago. Yeah, that's long gone. I know. Yeah. So he's the first since Ataturk made it. As far as I know, yes. Yeah. Speaking this way, absolutely. Right. Ataturk said something. Though. I think Ataturk, whether he claimed to be Muslim or not, he said, "I want to take all the religions and put them at the bottom of the ocean." Just, so just just one more time. This is this guy is supposedly the most powerful man in the world, speaking to the United Nations. So imagine you are people who are contemplating. Murdering the guys at Charlie Hebdo, said, oh, and you, and, you and, and then you listen to this. The future must not belong to those who slander the prophet of Islam. No, so why when they went there? I mean, they could have said, you know, yeah, we're we're you know avenging the, the, the future belongs Muhammad. to us. Yeah. No, but we're avenging Muhammad, and, and we're just doing what Obama. Absolutely. You know, the future does not right? belong to you guys. It belongs to us. Yes, belongs. Okay. Right. The president of the United States America, the most powerful man on earth, gave us a green light. Green light meaning Muhammad's favorite color, green. Mm-hmm. The color of Islam. But then, then he goes on and he tries to talk about other stuff. But to be credible, those who condemn that slander must also condemn the hate we see in the images of Jesus Christ that oh, are desecrated. Shut up. Or churches that are it destroyed. doesn't believe that crap. Or the Holocaust that is denied. Oh, please. Holocaust that is denied? That's, Muslims are taught that the Holocaust did, did not happen. Well, but this is They're the thing. raised. He's, he's 
completely wrong across the board. Think about all it also. That's way. always an afterthought. He's like, okay, I can't say only that. I gotta say this to appease well, others. But he's he's wrong all the way across the board because we have to, in the name of free speech, allow all of those yeah, things. Of course that. But what I'm saying is, from his perspective, look, when it comes to him, right. if, if if he says it, what I'm saying is yes. But he's saying also at the same time, well, I can't get away with just saying that. I gotta say, but you can't say that either. That's it. Uh, he also had another quote, 2009, when when he spoke in Egypt with a little shadow of a mustache. Just for the record, I noticed it at the time. If you want to check out the pictures from that, from that speech, he had a shadow of a mustache to show a little uh, facial hair, you know, mm. to his fellow, you know, whatever. Um, and the Muslim Brotherhood was there in the front row, and he said, I consider it part of my responsibility as president of the United States to fight against negative stereotypes of Islam wherever they appear. Has he ever said about America? No. Ever. About the country he leads? No. No. Now, Matt makes a good point. Which of those statements sounded genuine? The only one that he sounded yes. really earnest about was the first. And and you usually say the most urgent one yeah. first. Yeah. And then the afterthought is whatever, I got to pee some guys, you know, because they'll, they'll, they'll call me on it if I don't. But the point is that all of it was wrong. And I, right. I, learned an, no, good point. I learned an interesting thing from Euron earlier. He had said that in Germany, they have made denying the Holocaust a crime. Yes. You know, Germany, they're trying to do penance so dangerously, so self-destructively that they had an open Muslim terrorist group operating in Germany a little pre-9-11, maybe a year or two before 9-11. After 9-11, I believe they they had clamped down. But that's how bad they are. That's how self-destructively, you know, uh, guilty they feel about the Holocaust. Right. That they have to say, well, we're not worth protecting but, at all. But Germany is the yes, home of are. one of the few publications that today really took a stand. Really, I mean, car- really took a stand. Muhammad cartoon after Muhammad cartoon after Muhammad cartoon and papers, and an abundance of, of papers. That's powerful. That's important. Every civilized country was to do that. As your own said, they can't come after us all. It's a show of support for civilization. You have no shot at this. And then if our leaders start seeing that kind of pressure, like... I mean, today, the French stood up and said, this is intolerable. This is unacceptable. How many were in that? Tens of thousands. I mean, tens of thousands tens of saying, thousands. no, no way. This is not going to be the norm. We're going to stop you. And, of course, the leaders, you know, a piece of crap president of theirs. At least he called a terrorist um, Attack. At least he did that. As I understand it, it was Time Magazine that had the excellent photo coverage of the uh, the demonstrations in Paris. Latest headline I see over there right now is that police ID the Paris gunman. Late Wednesday, they identified three suspects in the deadly terror attack, and uh, but they actually don't say anything here about the fact that they've taken one of them into. Custody. Let me see if I can find. By the way, you know the old. Uh, this has the not, French story. This has nothing to do with Islam crap. Uh, some German pulled it today, just for the record. So, so I wrote today's attack has nothing to do with Islam. Attributed to politicians who have nothing to do with reality. Mm. Okay, here is the latest. An 18-year-old who was implicated alongside two brothers in the bloody attack against satirical weekly Charlie Hebdo in Paris on Wednesday has surrendered to police according to a source close to the case. Hamid Murad handed himself into police on Wednesday at 11 p.m. their time after seeing his name circulating on social media. He's been arrested, taken into custody, another source confirmed. Meanwhile, the French police published photos 
excuse me, of the remaining suspects as they launched an appeal to the public for information. Paris police said arrest warrants had been issued for Sharif Kouachi, 34, and his 34-year-old brother, Saeed, who were, quote, likely armed and dangerous, you think? Um, and in northeastern France, a raid by an anti-terrorist squad continued into the early hours of Thursday morning as part of the hunt for the gunmen. Oh, boy, I hope they track them down and do something horrible um, to them. Yeah. Local television amateur images showed black-clad sharpshooters from the elite police unit in streets of Reims in France's Champagne region. Several thousand police were deployed to find the gunmen, and parts of the French capital were in lockdown as the killers remain on the loose. Either the suspects will be able to escape or, quote, there will be a showdown. A member of the police unit deployed in Reims reportedly uh, told the AFP. Journalists were urged to, quote, remain vigilant. And then they give you a key to the different points in the attack. Uh, Twelve people were killed. Eleven were injured before these three escaped in a car. Some of France's most prominent cartoonists among the dead, including the director Stéphane Charbonnier, known as Charb, uh, seven other journalists were killed along with two police officers, a guest at the Charlie Hebdo offices, and the building's receptionist also killed. The gunmen reportedly, they say, shouted Allahu Akbar during their deadly rampage. I hate when they always say, oh, well, allegedly they said Yeah, that. of course they it's said like, it. Like 50 people heard it, but no, we can't really say that they said it. Uh, Allah's greatest. They've been a target of Islamist extremists. You know, they they, they have to say they have to say Islamist and extremists. Ever since it published cartoons of Muhammad, Islam's holiest figure. Sorry, which quote which quote Islamist extremist calls himself Islamist extremist? Which on earth? Which one? Not one. No. Francois Hollande called the slain quote a terrorist attack without a doubt. At least he said that. Well, but here's the thing, and I was thinking about this before. I was thinking, oh yeah, he called it a terrorist. Attack. I know. I, this we're is so really far cool, right? Back, I know. But <laughs> right. talk about Islam. Yes, it's a jihadist talk attack. Jihad a jihadist terrorist. attack. How yes. about that? Yes. So they would never say that though. But but you know, we're in this state where we think, oh well, as long as they don't call it workplace violence, yes. everything is wonderful. Well, that's part of the deal. Why they do what they do. Yeah. That is part of it to make us feel like, whoa, whoa, they said something almost true. We have a few people who have called us over here at 760-888-5817 sitting on the board. Nobody has pushed the one to say that they actually want to speak with us. But if you would like to, go ahead and hit one, and we will take your call here at Blog Talk Radio. A lot of people here, like I said, here in the chat room. And uh, BBC.com says Rob Aviera is also doing a great job. Welcome, Rob. That's great. By the way, thanks for the, all the retweets, all the shares, all the likes on Facebook and, and the traffic in my blog. Every time, every time things go to hell, meaning things go to Islam, I get a ton of traffic. So uh, I appreciate the interaction and the support. I just think it was cool that you were able to get that cartoon out and yeah. support quickly today. Absolutely. So, for what it's worth. There were a lot of excellent cartoons expressing sympathy for Charlie Hebdo. There was one that was and I absolutely them out on brilliant. One, what's his name? Um, I, have, I have to get his name. Uh, David Pope. Mm-hmm. He had a jihadist with a smoking rifle and a cartoonist on the floor with uh, glasses and a drawing that he made. And the jihadist says, he drew first. D-R-E-W. Yes. Yeah. He drew first. Yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant and true. And that's how they see it. 
they see they create these these ideas if you say something bad it's it's a, like a physical assault on them drawing muhammad that's how they take it that's how emotionally deranged they are that's how they interpret it and if we are you know no longer have the ability to criticize this horrible body of ideas that if this body of ideas becomes dominant that is the end of Western civilization. It's the, end, it's the end of the world. Again, I ask you, I urge you, read the Quran. Read the Quran and see what it stands for. And you will see that if Islam and its Sharia and its Jihad become predominant in our world, which is what they're trying to do, and they're obviously making some headway in Europe right now, although, I'm, I'm again, kudos to France yes. for... Doing the things they've done, the, the, I was gonna. I got sidetracked earlier, but I was gonna mention some wonderful things that they've done lately, which is the feminist movement. There's a feminist yes. group in France that likes to go out and be either nude or half nude and protest things, and they've gone after the Pope the, and everything. The, the jihadists. But the, yeah, they went out on the Champs Elysees in Paris and did a real in your face, dressed provocatively. They had masks and they were topless and wearing pink things and stuff. And they were basically saying, F you, ISIS, we are not afraid of you no. going down the Champs-Élysées. I mean, this is awesome. Do you see the feminists in the United States doing this? Absolutely you do not. not. Okay. And again, those of you who have been listening to my show have been seeing that I have been pleasantly surprised by certain things that the French have done lately. And I even think, well, you know, what are the French doing? They're trying to make me move there or something. But, you know, businessmen recently, businessmen took to the streets recently to protest exorbitant tax rates or something awesome. like that. Do you see businessmen doing that en masse, like no. actually mobilizing into the streets to protest? It turns out... We're not used to that yet. And, and think about this. I, I was feeling good for France just, I think, last week when I saw the news that that top total confiscatory tax rate of 75% was removed off yes. of the backs of the most productive French people. I was thinking, okay, you know, yes, their cars got destroyed on New Year's, just like happened the year before by the Muslims. Yep. But look, this tax burden was relieved, you know, from them. And then I wake up this morning and I see this horrible, horrible thing. I, uh, you know, kudos to the French police force that are out there searching for these men. I wish them the the very best, and I hope. I mean, really, the best situation. You know where they could hide as, best? They go go to Muslim areas, and cops don't go to Muslim areas. Well, they will now. They I'm will. They sure. will have to, but they gotta be, as you say, very careful. Because when they go like this, when they go into a group, they all get in on it. And one thing also, when I say that not Muslims are you know into Islam, yes, and that's true. But one thing that really pisses me off is I got a number of those rats coming to me on Twitter. That's not right. That's not right about my Muhammad cartoons because I posted a number of my Muhammad cartoons today. So I wrote, I said, Muslims true to form are running over the victims of today's Islamic massacre in France to tell me how peaceful Islam is. So I told them, you callous Fs. Uh, you got human beings mowed down today by their religion, by the true believers in their religion. And they keep coming to me, not saying anything about the victims, but saying, oh, no, 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 that's not true. That's not Islam. That's not Islam. I, I think they're out there because they know that people are starting to see that this is not about peace at all. No. And they feel on their heels. They have to just try to defend it. But yeah, good, but good luck. By lying? By lying. It's, well, yeah, that's what they do. I mean, what they are counting on is they are counting on that none of us 
none of you listening will actually read the Quran. Didn't you say care, care gave away Quran? Gives, no, care gives it now. I, I have a, a, a care group in my comic called Your Muslim Friends, and the, the character calls them YMFers, if you know what I mean. And they give away Qurans. Why do they give away Qurans? Because they know that <laughs> infidels won't read them. Now, actually, YMFers is something I came up with. Well, I, I, well, it's your Muslim friends, like, but you yes. came up with the acronym saying YMFers. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, we, I think we discussed that before the show, but anyway. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think it was worth noting again, but anyway. Credit monger. But anyway, uh, <laughs> what do you call it? Care. I'm, just, I'm just telling you that, that, that I am not. You know what? You're, I, you know what? Hold on a second. She created Pigman. She drew all no, my Muhammad Car- What? No. Oh. Oh, you my, know all credit. My, my only point is that while I usually try to make this a family show, <laughs> sometimes I come up with something <laughs> that is not quite, you know, like PG-13 or something. Because he says, right? uh, you know, he's talking to the YMFers, the the your Muslim friends, and they have smiley faces and. I think Amy said, yeah, why am efforts? It's hilarious. It's a great line. He'll say it again also in the in the third issue, which I'm working on, by the way. Okay. It's expanded to 54 pages. It's it's a monster of an issue. It's, it's pig-sized, okay? I'm trying to get it out as soon as I can. Uh, today I got a little, little uh, sidetracked. Yeah, I got sidetracked for, from a number of things that I was trying to do. So. Damn, it's true. Amy is Pigman's ghost cartoonist. Damn. Oh, Trevor caught it. <laughs> you guys caught me. That's why it takes so long because <laughs> That's like, right. I have to draw it and then you have and to plus, redraw plus it. Plus you're a non-artist, right? though. You know what I mean? It's it's amazing that you can actually do it. That's uh, funny. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, I, I I didn't even know you before you created Pigman. So no, yeah. I was surprised that you actually uh, wanted to know me after you you know came across Pigman. I mean, well, you, but this is the thing. You, I mean, no, no, you were exposed to Pigman, and you still wanted to get to know me. It's like, how's that possible? You know. Anyway. So let's go back. I'm joking. You know, as in Pigman, so outrageous, and you know, people usually when they see that they want to stay clear from me. Yeah. That's my point. No, I understand. Yeah. I understand. Okay. Okay. No, but I mean, this is this is the thing. I mean, a lot of people don't want to. I'm I'm actually going over here. On Facebook, I wonder how many people are taking this as their profile picture. Just sweet Charlie, just sweet Charlie. Where where can we see that? Do you see anybody in our newsfeed taking this up? No, not as their profile picture. I want to see more. I want to see more. I see people liking the profile picture. Okay, that's good. That's awesome. But people should take it up. I mean, we should just all on Facebook have this or or something. I mean, some people, for instance, I have one friend on Facebook who took one of the covers of the magazine. Oh, yeah, put it as, as the, the profile picture. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So the, I mean, this is, this is all good stuff. This is the stuff. Oh, I mean, I saw my friend's study is all over the place, you know, completely um, fighting in their own way. That's what we could do. I mean, just okay, now share this, the cartoons, this spread. Is, this is good. This is good from Gutfeld. Um, he is commenting on... The New York Times coverage. And the headline of this New York Times story is, Paris attack reflects a, quote, dangerous moment for Europe. And it says, The strike against satirical newspaper Charlie Hebdo seems certain to accelerate the growth of anti-Islamic sentiment in no. Europe. No, End quote. Who has more to do with anti-Islamic sentiment than Muslims? Right, right. But, but think about this. 
it is not even 24 hours since these men were slaughtered. Yep. Men and women, probably. Yes. yes. But they, their bodies are warm still. MSNBC is okay. saying we must respect and, Islam. And, and Howard here Dean is, says... Here's uh, the New York Times having a whole story about, oh no, anti-Islamic sentiment is going to How about anti-Western, anti-infidel sentiments yeah. that Muslims have been pushing for a thousand years? How about that one? How about that? And also, Muslims have everything to do with the anti-Muslim sentiment that is raging across the whole planet right now. Everything. They're not innocent in this. And I, I'm, I'm talking about even the ones who are not terrorists, who do not go to mosques and all that BS, but the fact is they say nothing. And we also give them a pass while they're, they're afraid. That's not enough. The guy Sisi, I mean, I don't know how he's going to survive. I, I really don't. He's surrounded around with Muslims. Well, but I mean, he's surrounded yes. by people who yes. think like him. But what I'm saying is, it's just one little opening. Right. So someone will take. We do have a call. We're going to go ahead and grab it right here. Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Debbie. Hi, Debbie. Hey, Debbie. So you woke up to this horrible news this morning as well. Yeah, well, I, I found out about it when I was at the gym this morning. And um, just uh, going to have to do kind of a hit and run call here because it's a work night and i got to go to bed. But um, No problem. But but I just uh, just wanted to chime in because I'm, I'm really glad you guys are doing this show tonight. I was so enraged when I saw this. And uh, and I just couldn't believe it when you just a minute ago said that the New York Times is already saying, basically, the, for, for, from their perspective, the problem here is that there's going to be more anti-Islamic sentiment. There's not enough anti-Islamic sentiment. Absolutely. Right. And again, it's... It's it's not like you want to do bad things or deport or whatever to all Muslims. You have to, you have to condemn Islam as evil. But I'm going to be suspicious of Muslims because there is this ideology that is motivating this. And we don't know um, what kind of Muslims they are and, when, when we see them. Uh, yeah, I'm going to keep my distance from Muslims. And I'm going to mall and you got a woman wrapped up in this uh, thing with, with not even her eyes showing. I look at that. First of all, it makes me sick. Second of all, what's she doing? Is she going to do something? I don't know. We don't know. And it's going to happen here. It will happen here what happens in the Middle East and what happens in Europe. They're going to start blowing up places, pizzerias and whatnot, because the government's allowing them to do it. It's open season on us. I'm sorry, Debbie, go on. No, yeah, you're right. I mean, I just, uh, I don't trust them either. If I, if, when I see someone walking around in a burqa or something like that, it gives me the creep. Absolutely I, I, I disgusting. Not, and mm-hmm. and you know what? I think that it it'd be a little bit like someone walking around with a swastika during. Absolutely. World War II. You know. It, you know. You know. I gotta I gotta say something about that because I did something. Maybe you want to keep talking. I just want to find it because I did something exactly along those lines. Okay. I have to show you. Just, uh, no, no. Go go ahead, Debbie, because I know you've got to get ready and and go to work tomorrow. Poor thing. I'm sorry, but yeah, no, this no, is why no, we don't. No. This is why we're not into the doing the evening uh, shows, and we're going to switch on Friday. Well, I am to wired. I probably not going to bed till late. Yeah. I am wired. Mm. Anyways, uh, here's the thing. I said, you know, there's a post I did. I put, why do, why do, why do we keep looking at you? And I said, maybe because you might as well be wearing a headscarf full of swastikas. And I have this uh, Muslim girl with a headscarf full of swastikas. 
It looks like yeah. In, you know, in, I remember there was some yeah. article that a Muslim girl did or something. Why do you keep looking at me? That's why, because weirdly, you're part of this you know. disgusting religion that's at war with the civilized world. You are part of that, and you're showing us that you're part of that. You're not being, you know, you're being ostentatious about it in our face. You're telling us I am part of Assam Bilal's religion, and uh, you better look at me the wrong way. They're sanctioning it. All yes, the killing and genocide is happening around the world, and it's all being done in the name of this religion. And they're walking around wearing the the. the they are in lockstep, you know, lockstep, and and, yeah. and it's true. They're they're showing us I'm part of that religion. That's at war with you, and that's to me is unacceptable in a civilized country. It is you cannot walk around with eye slits. We can't even see your eyes, completely covered yeah. in this country. I mean, one one thing yeah, that you do, and you know, and one thing that you do when you enter society with other people is you give up a certain amount of privacy if you want those other people to interact with you and trust you. And they're saying, no, we want to remain covered, and yet you're supposed to welcome us with open arms and trust us and everything else. And that's just not the case. Now, the women who just wear the scarves themselves. They're making a statement that is going to make me feel alienated from them. Yes. And, I mean, regardless, maybe they're the nicest people in the world. But they're but saying, I'm, I'm part of that religion right? that's at war with you. That's what they're telling us. And believe me, we are starting to understand that loud and clear to the point where we cannot any longer just look at this, just, you know, keep walking by it. This, uh, people are being massacred. Today, people went to work today and got massacred for this religion. And they're telling us, hey, I'm part of that religion, and you better not look at me the wrong way. Let me let me ask you this question, Debbie and, and Bosch, too. How about this? Could we say, you know, because I've always said, okay, well, we have reason to restrict immigration with Muslims right now. And is part of that because we have such a deficient society. So, for example, if we had a proper government that made it super clear that they were going to protect our right to free speech no matter what, and we had a media who unashamedly just published all of these cartoons of Muhammad and everything all out there. So it was just proliferated everywhere because we had a lot of people who actually wanted to live human lives and they knew that they needed to criticize this religion in order to do so. If we had that kind of society, couldn't we just let in whatever Muslim there was and those people would feel shamed and not ever act on their religion, or maybe they would consider abandoning their religion. Some would. That we would have a lot less danger, even if we let everybody in. Some would. I mean, look, sorry, one thing... I mean, we'd still one, screen for one thing I have to say, or whatever, but we wouldn't have to be so worried about it condemn Islam if everybody spoke as about. evil it is, again and again and again and again, and every major voice, every... Radio, mm-hmm. There are some Muslims who will be cowed by that, because mm-hmm. they're like, I don't want to be associated with something that's that disgusting. I don't even know my own religion. I'm embarrassed by it. Some of them will absolutely pull back and maybe, you know, take off the scarf, not even be Muslim anymore. Debbie, what do you think? Yeah, I think you've got a real point there. Um, makes me think of a uh, talk Leonard C. Kraft gave, um, the role of psychology and philosophy in history. And he, he talks about how, I mean, yeah, people's psychology motivates their behavior, but the dominant philosophical ideas will either empower or cow different types of 
people with different types of psychology, and he, and he, and he made an example of, uh, I think, it, it, you know, someone like Hitler maybe or a dictator in, in the time of the founding fathers wouldn't have had a chance, wouldn't have ever seen the light of day, whereas, like, the, someone decent like the founding fathers wouldn't have, those ideas wouldn't have really taken hold in, in uh, pre-Nazi Germany. And just the point being that, that the state of a culture makes a huge difference about what kinds of mentalities are cultivated and encouraged and empowered and what ones are people maybe more inclined to evil to feel ashamed of themselves and to hide because they, they, they just sense that they're not going to be tolerated. Right, and I right. totally agree with that. I think that's kind of like what you're saying. And I think that if we had the kind of society you described, then we wouldn't even be dealing with stuff like this. There wouldn't be emboldened well, enough to commit these acts of genocide in the name of Islam because they wouldn't expect to get anywhere with it. Right. And that is why it is so important. I mean, here we have today, we luckily have the Internet because, as Jonathan pointed out, None of the major news media are doing the job in terms of putting the offensive content out there they're saying and saying, Muslims, we're going to do it, we won't be cowed. We won't, and also, yeah. no, but they're saying Muslims will attack us if we yeah. do it, and they will be right. In, in a sense, they're playing into that. Yeah. Iran said something that you uh, actually tweeted, uh, to discuss evil in a manner implying n- neutrality is to sanction it. But we're not only doing that with Islam, we're talking up Islam as if it's the greatest thing on earth. Our leaders, and that's why Muslims look at Obama and look at Bush and all this. Well, hey, Islam is great. Islam, they keep saying it. They keep defending Islam at every turn. So therefore, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna wear my thing and just go out there and say Islam is great. Don't worry about it. It's a sanction right. that they're getting from non-Muslims, as if non-Muslims sanction means anything to them. Yeah. But it does. So we. I mean, so we have our marching orders, Debbie. I mean, in addition to everything that we were talking about about having a vision for the the future. We have to redouble our efforts to keep speaking the truth about this threat, refusing to succumb to any sort of pressure or threats that this would create, and keep supporting those people who have a lot more media exposure when they say the right things. So here, you know, Gutfeld says the first sentence tells you everything you need to know about the New York Times. I go over and I click a big like there, and this somehow gets it more coverage on Facebook. So much the better. So, I mean, we we have to try to, as much as we can, create the kind of society in which decent Muslims would be ashamed to yeah. shove the religion on people, to go and contribute to anything that might even feed into violent jihad. Um, Identify themselves as Muslim at all, even. Because a lot of them will go stealth, if if not completely leave the religion. Again, right. we are telling them their religion is great. We're, you know, we're telling them your religion is great. It doesn't have to change. Don't worry about it. Let's give Debbie the last word because we are almost out of time here. Go ahead, Debbie. Oh, okay. Well, I heard you saying something about a cartoon um, that people were were espousing to, like, as their Facebook profile picture. Yeah, everybody just go over to Facebook and check out my Facebook profile picture and feel free to download it and adopt it as yours. I had downloaded it and adopted it from somebody else. It's By the way, check out check out my uh, over yeah. dozen Muhammad cartoons also when you can. They're on my blog. Definitely. All right, yeah, we'll let's do. I'll, I'll pledge to put my profile picture <laughs> as that cartoon. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay, thank you everyone for tuning in this evening. We are going to make it an early night, but please do 
Check us out on Friday when we go back to a daytime show for the first time this year, and it's going to be our time for a long time. I'm going to be talking with John that was Allison. too short. I know it was. Sorry. Uh, John Allison at 10 a.m. Pacific time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern time. Actually, he's going to come on during the second hour. So he will be on at 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern time. But do join us at 10 a.m. Yes. And, and be social. We'd love to see you here again at Block Talk Radio. So this thanks, everyone. I am sorry about that, boss. Too short. We are Charlie thanks Hebdo. Everyone. Thanks, everyone, being here. Really appreciate it. We are Charlie Hebdo. We are Charlie Hebdo. Have a good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.